Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today's episode is going to be about one of our favorite topics, balance. The summer is often a time when teachers want to relax and do all of the fun things, but they also want to be able to get things done for the school year ahead. Teachers often feel torn on how to balance this, so we're going to share all of our best tips in today's episode. But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Daniel. Daniel says, my TSH is not working on stuff during summer and feeling guilty. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like I need to be working on school stuff. Daniel, I totally get you, but we have to remember that we need to take care of ourselves first before we can give to others. It's that whole being on an airplane, giving yourself oxygen before you put the oxygen on the person next to you. Um, And I like to really set times for just me. And this is usually the month of June. So like I will say from this date to this date, I'm not going to focus on any schoolwork and I'm going to just focus on re-energizing myself and giving back to me. Yeah, I think this sentiment is so common among teachers and it honestly makes me a little bit sad because I wish teachers didn't feel that pressure to constantly be working. Now, let me clarify, if it makes you happy, then go for it. There have been so many summers where I wanted to be working and I wanted to be prepping Mm -hmm. for the next year because that was bringing me joy. But don't ever feel guilty for not working. If you want to spend your summer doing other things, you deserve to have that free time after working hard all year. Absolutely, Michelle. I think that's a really good point to make is that we want to make sure that we're doing things that light us up, that lift us up, and that encourage us and to help us kind of move that needle forward in any way that fits best for us, right? So if moving the needle forward for you is going to be, you know, giving back to yourself and spending time exercising, then do that. Um, this is all about a time for you. So we want to share some of our favorite summer activities that are non-school related first. So I'm going to go first and I'm going to say I really like going to the beach. I think this is is probably a, a common thing with so many teachers out there, but I do. I really love to go to the beach. I like to spend time outside on the farm with picnics and gardens. There are times that the boys and I will just go all the way up to the top of the hill and we'll just lay out a blanket and have a beautiful picnic out there, which is always fun. And then we like to play games outside as well. So we have a ton of different games there out there on the farm. And then finally going to places like the zoo, museums, parks um, to be able to go on um, walks are always really nice for us. Which we have quarantine to thank for Bridget and I starting this little walking routine last yes. spring when, you know, gyms were all closed down. Like, so we needed ways to get exercise just outside. And so Bridget and I started going on walks together and just kind of like chit chatting. And I'm very excited for that to come back because I missed that time where yes. literally we would coordinate. We're like, all right, at this time, like we're going out for a walk. And I'd put in my AirPods and Bridget and I would just talk the entire time that we were walking. And once the school year started, Obviously, we couldn't maintain that. So I'm very much looking forward to us being done school so that we can have those opportunities again. Agreed. (laughs) All right. Some of my favorite summer activities that are non-school related. uh, Number one, sleeping in. (laughs) I, again, am just not a morning person and I thoroughly enjoy sleeping in. 
And so in the summer, especially for the first two or three weeks, I give myself all the flexibility. I do not set alarms and I allow myself just to wake up when I want to wake up. So I love sleeping in. I also love like catching up on Netflix shows. I feel like during the school year, I'm so busy that I don't have the opportunity to like binge watch shows as much as I would like. So during the year, I kind of keep a list of the shows that I want to watch. And then during the summer, I like go through and watch them all. So I love that. I also love catching up on podcasts, especially when I'm going for a walk. So if Bridget's not available to talk, I will listen to a podcast. And when Billy and I are making the drive down to Texas, because we're each going to be driving our own cars, I'm going to have 24 hours of driving time. So I'm going to be binging a ton of podcasts. So I'm very excited for that. Obviously, going to the gym, uh, that is one of my passions year round. But in the summer, I love that I don't have as much like time restriction as what I would typically have during the year. Um, And then this summer, home improvement. What? Who even am I? Um, I never thought I would be that person, but now I totally get it. Like, we haven't even seen our house yet, but I know, like, I'm already like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. So... I understand it. Now. Oh my gosh. I totally even forgot to mention home improvements. Those are the best times. I really love it. And I love the fact that you're getting into home improvement. I know. We can chat all the home improvement things now. I'm very excited. Okay. So now let's chat a little bit about what are some of the favorite things that we like to prep for the next school year. So for me, uh, first week of plans are definitely something that I like to have prepped. So I like to build in activities. What are some of the resources that I'm going to use, activities that I want to think of? And I do try to be a little bit creative during this time of the year and think of things that I haven't done before. Um, I also like to look at my unit plans and then create my folders in Schoology. That's a very simple thing that I can do. That way it's It's easier to drop my lessons into Schoology. And then normally um, we would have our rosters during this time of the year, but this year because of COVID, we don't. So we're not going to have them until I think a week before school starts. But I normally like to prep a lot of the materials. So like folders, name tags, all of those items are typically things that I feel like I can do very easily over the summer. Yeah, I love projects that are kind of mindless. You know what I mean? I can have my laptop open on my lap. I'm binge watching a Netflix show, snacking on something, and I can sit there and just kind of work. So I love to label any books that I bought throughout the year for my classroom library. I tend to hoard books. So I'll go to Goodwill, buy a bunch of books. I'll keep them in my trunk. And then during the summer, I go through and label all of them. For whatever reason, I find it very daunting to do it during the school year. So I like to do it all during the summer. I also will update my like meet the teacher letter that I send out to families. So I just kind of go in and make little adjustments here and there. I will also update our grade level website. So we have a Google site where we store information as a grade level. So I'll get that kind of ready to go for the school year. And then I keep a list of little tasks throughout the year that aren't priorities, but things that I want to get done during the summer. So for example, like creating new labels for things or new projects, maybe things that I want to try out in my classroom. I think back to not this past school year, but the year before I was teaching reading and I wanted to do this bulletin board of books that we had read together. Mm -hmm. And I knew from our curriculum what all the books were. So I like printed off little copies of the covers so that I could hang them up throughout the year. So little things like that. Um, And then 
when I have extra time, I love to create new products or update older products because again, I find it hard to do that during the school year. I just don't have enough time. Yeah. So now that we've shared a little bit about things that we like to do that are non-school related and things that we like to do that are school related over the summer, how do we manage balancing that? And so we do have some tips or strategies that Michelle and I will both use um, to kind of balance that over the summer so we don't feel as though we're only doing all of school work and then we're wasting our our summer. Um, so I'm going to jump into the very first one. And for me, I mentioned this when I was talking about Daniel earlier, is to create a schedule. So when I think of this, I go think of like blackout dates. Like if you were to go to like Hershey Park or some other theme park that are out there, you know how you have those blackout dates? Like you can't go to them if you're like a yearly member. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, kind of. I don't go to theme parks as much as I would like. I love well, theme parks, but... Right. Okay, so maybe other people will recognize that. What if you had like airlines, like a, a card, and then you got like a free ticket to go somewhere? There are blackout dates. There are certain okay. times that you can't use those cards, right? Are you feeling me? Yeah, I just got a Southwest card. Um, so I have not experienced this yet, but I, okay. I, I, I'm envisioning what you're talking about. Okay, so it, it is a thing. It does happen unless they totally got rid of that. And I'm just showing my age at this point. <laughs> so on your calendar, I encourage you to think about some blackout dates that you will not think of school. These are going to be times that you're like, absolutely not. These are going to be focused just for me. Um, and I want you to think almost like a time frame right after school. Um, so for me, this normally would end about... Um, for June is when I like the first week of June is when I would end school. So find times over the summer where you would have days or weeks where you're not going to focus on school. And then also think about a time period right after your school period ends and give yourself a couple of weeks, three weeks. I typically go an entire month before I think of anything that is school related. Um, and it's nice because it allows me to get myself re-energized. It's not like I'm not doing any work. Like I said, we do like home improvements. I might do stuff on my business side, but thinking of school stuff as a teacher, I'm not going to focus on that there. Um, if you really know of any trips that you're taking, you can also black those days out as well. But this will give you an idea of when you can work and plug in tasks that will fit that time frame. And I just want to throw in, you could also think about this schedule as more of a daily thing. So what Bridget is referencing is looking at your summer as a whole and kind of chunking right. out your time. But you could also do this on a daily basis. So something I've done in the past, I would have a window of one to two hours a day where I would work on school things. So maybe from noon to 2 p.m. And the reason that worked for me is because Billy would be at work and I would have the day to myself and I was kind of limited with what I could do. You know, Bridget obviously has a family, so she has kids that she has to take care of and like her husband is home. So they have the ability to plan things and do things together. Whereas I'm at home, literally it's me by myself. I have no kids to take care of and Billy's at work. So I yeah. would want a time frame each day where I could work on stuff and get it done. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you have to really find something that just works for you. And in summers past, this has been the thing that really works best for us. Because I feel as though as a mom, I'm able to give my attention to my boys, which that's what I want to do over the summer, right? But I also recognize that I am also that that mom that cannot be with my children every single day. Like I have to have some time where it's either just focused on me or I get to do my work items because it does lift me up and it brings me joy. So find something that really works works best for you. Now, if you are parents, I think Michelle's idea is great. So if you have like maybe that one to two hours before everyone else wakes up, which is like the best time of the day as a parent, use that time wisely. And you can use that either to relax or you can use it to be able to work on a few of those items and get them done. Yep, absolutely. All of these tips are just that. They're ideas that you can kind of mold and shape in order to fit your life and your needs. So our second tip is to set goals. I think it's best to really come up with one big goal that you have for the summer of something you want to get done for your classroom. Instead of trying to do all of the things, try to pick one to focus on. It's like what we recommend for new teachers. Your first year of teaching, you can't try to have the best classroom management and be the best math teacher and be the best small group teacher. Like it's too much. So I always recommend to new teachers, choose one area each year to work on. So maybe your first year, it's classroom management. Then maybe your second year, it's going to be parent communication. And then maybe your third year, it's really focused on math instruction. Like you're choosing a goal each year. So for me, last summer, it was updating my classroom library with new labels. It was a daunting project. And remember that big goal should be a project. A project is something made up of smaller tasks. So take one of those projects that you've really been wanting to do, and then you can kind of divide up the tasks throughout the summer so that you can actually tackle the project and finally get it done. I'm going to throw in a little plug here. Bridget and I do have a project planning checklist in our planner that can help guide you through coming up with those tasks, setting deadlines for them to get done, taking notes. That is a part of our planner. And you can grab our planner in our store at teachingonthedouble.com slash store. We have planners available for the next school year, the 2021 to 2022 school year. And You can choose between Google Slides or tablets, so you can find the one that works for you. But we truly believe that organizer is something that will help you out with that. Yes. Um, I do like to say that um, I also like to use those project ideas as well. Um, And one of the biggest things that I will do is look at my unit plans. So every summer, I will spend a really good chunk of time where I'm looking at okay, here's the year as a whole. When am I going to try to have units done? What am I going to be focusing on? And I literally just take a highlighter like onto my our digital planner and I can just write it out and just kind of highlight it on those monthly plans so that I can see a really good breakdown for what the year is going to look like. What about you, Michelle? Do you have any projects that you've kind of focused on in the past? Um, well, I mean, I mentioned my classroom library and I know, oh my gosh, after my first year of teaching, I had a project where I wanted, and now in hindsight, this was so stupid. I wanted to put all of my like units and things into binders with page protectors. And that was my summer project. And now I've since gotten rid of all of it. Oh my gosh, that, that whole episode. Can I just say, I have spent so much time throwing out all of my binders. You would be very, very proud of me. I'm not getting rid of my filing cabinet though. I just can't. 
I know. But going back to what you were saying about unit planning, I feel like we should do an entire episode on long range planning because we've gotten a lot of questions about it. And I may not be the biggest help because mine has always been mapped out for me through like my curriculum, but maybe we can talk about strategies for kind of organizing that like long range planning throughout the year. Yeah, I think that would be a really good one. Um, Okay, so going into the next tip that we have for you guys, and this is one that we share a lot, it's to be proactive. So while this episode is going to be coming out at the beginning or well, maybe even into your summer for most of us, it is still a really good reminder. Be proactive and think ahead. You don't have to tell me that you're like too tired at the end of the year. Trust me, we all get it. We are all exhausted. Um, but being proactive will help to build less stress as you go into the very beginning of the year. Um, it's funny because around like April, for us, it's PSSA time. And April, I'm already starting to think next year. I just go there and I have one partner, like teaching partner. She's like, I can't. She's like, la, 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 la. I cannot even listen to you because I'm talking about the last day of school. I'm talking about the next year. And for her, it's just very, very overwhelming. But now she's getting that sense of over overwhelm. Whereas for me, the end of the year is like smooth sailing. And it's because of the fact that I am so proactive and I start thinking well in advance to where we're going to be going. So think about what you could be doing at the end of the year. Again, we know that we're doing this in in the summer, but you could either be taking that opportunity to do it now. Think about what you could be doing um, so that you are a little bit better prepared. So this can be ordering supplies, making copies, you know, having like a beginning of the year materials box and like finding and prepping everything to go inside so you know exactly where that box is and you are ready to go at the start of the year. Um, We do have a beginning of the year checklist in our digital planner. Oh my gosh, now I'm plugging it. Sorry guys, not sorry. But this is a perfect way to help you get started. Um, It literally will walk you through the different areas that you have to focus on um, so that you can feel better prepared. Yeah. And what I love, because Bridget mentioned that usually she gets her rosters well in advance. Mm -hmm. We have never gotten our rosters until just a few days before the students start back. But I love to keep a list of things that I can get done without student rosters. So I will actually take that beginning of the year checklist and I will highlight the things on the checklist that I can do without having student names. That way I know what I can focus on during the summer so that once I do get that roster closer to the beginning of the school year, I'm only focusing on those leftover items. No, I like that idea. All right, next tip is to utilize micro productivity. So let's start by quickly discussing what is micro productivity. Micro productivity is when you use those small chunks of time throughout your day in order to complete small tasks. However, those small tasks really add up over time to help you get a lot more done. So how can we actually use micro productivity? Personally, I try to do a lot more of like the housework in the summer. I don't do a ton of it during the school year if we're being fully transparent, but when Billy is at work in the summer and I'm at home, I try to take care of that. So for example, while I'm waiting on clothes to dry in the dryer, I may work on a certain project like updating my meet the teacher letter. If I'm watching a new Netflix show, I may bring my laptop into the office so that I can be like printing or laminating things while I'm watching that show on my laptop. 
If Billy is cooking dinner, I may be going through and kind of organizing emails and creating email folders and things like that. So keep a list of some of those small tasks that you need to do or even you want to get accomplished during the summer and try to squeeze them in when you have those small chunks of time so it doesn't feel as daunting. So Bridget, how do you utilize micro productivity with kids? Because I do not have that element in my life. Yeah, summers are can be challenging for trying to get things done. Um, now that my boys are really getting older, sometimes I have them really help me with small tasks, especially like on rainy days when we can't go outside and we can't do anything else. Um, I will have them help either organize things, put stickers on things. There are just so many little things that I can have them do. And Ian is like a lot older, so he can help me with cutting, which is fantastic. But I also have something that I call quiet time in my house. And everybody, yes, even my husband and I have to have quiet time. I need to enact this. I love this idea. I know. But listen, y'all, I... I mentioned that I'm an introvert in our like end of the year review and I thrive from kind of having my alone time. So morning times I cherish because typically I wake up before everybody else does. But then I also need to have like a little break during the day because we're all here everyone. So we have something that's called quiet time. It's about one to two hours each day when everyone goes their own way. It's literally silent in my house. And there are days where I will get some work done. And then there are other days where I just like veg out on the couch or I even take a nap. I can really use it for whatever I choose to use it. But quiet time is my saving grace. All right, so let's review our tips for balancing work and relaxation this summer. Tip number one is to create a schedule, and we went over a few different ways that you can adapt a schedule in order to work for you. Tip number two is to set goals so you don't feel like you're being pulled in 10 million directions. Pick one thing to really focus on for the summer and then break it down so you can get it done. Tip number three is to be proactive. Think about what you can do now to make your life easier tomorrow. We promise it's totally worth it. And then finally, tip number four is to utilize micro productivity. So try to get as much done in those small chunks of time as you can. Now, if you are wanting to get a head start on planning the 2021-2022 school year, as we mentioned, we do have a digital planner that we think would just solve almost all of your problems. Okay, we are that confident in it. You can head over to our website teachingonthedouble.com slash store in order to purchase the planner. We have Google Sides and tablet versions, so you can choose the one that will work best for you. These planners come predated for the entire year. They have monthly calendars, weekly planning. They have tons of different organization tools that we have talked about, such as our project planner. And we promise that this planner truly will help keep your life both in the classroom and outside of the classroom organized. Yes. And while you are on our website purchasing our planner, then please go and check out the TSH tab. We want to hear what is your time sucking hurdle right now. You can be featured right here on our podcast. And we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast so that you can get notified when we drop our next episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And also please leave us a review. We love hearing from all of you as far as your thoughts on how we are doing. Um, And it also helps us to get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.